Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. Well, hi there, everyone. My name is John Jorgensen, and I want to welcome you to Soul City. We are a church in the heart of the city of Chicago that exists to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. I am here with some of our staff right now, and that is our explicit hope today. Whether you're watching this live or later on throughout the week, whether you would consider yourself a church person or maybe you're not really into religion, but you're just trying this out because this year's been tough and you are searching for something, anything to hold on to. Whoever and wherever you are today, my desire would be that the stories that we're going to hear during this time and the conversation that we're going to have together, my prayer is that they would give you, first and foremost, language, language to help understand and process through whatever you're going through, and that they would give you hope. Hope by seeing that God is active and moving in your story, even in a year like this. And before we dive in, I would love to pray for us. So, Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much. Thank you for today. Uh, Thank you for an opportunity to open up your word and to hear from you and to learn from you. And I pray that during this time, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you meet us right where we are? whatever that is, wherever that is right now. I pray that your spirit would reach through this camera and that you would encourage your people today, your people who are tired, your people who are hurting, your people who are questioning, wherever they are today, Holy Spirit, meet your people, be with your people. God, I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart would be pleasing to you during this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So this week, uh, we are beginning a brand new teaching series that we are calling Halfway to Nowhere. And in this series, we're going to be looking at the theme and language of wilderness in the Bible. Now, I know that might sound completely irrelevant for a church that is located in one of the most thriving urban areas in one of the largest cities in the country. However, you might be surprised at just how relevant this image of wilderness can be for us. As I have been praying through this series, I've come to believe more and more firmly that the biblical theme of wilderness is perhaps the perfect language or metaphor to describe this moment we're in as a church, as a country, globally, and perhaps even for you personally. Now, I don't have time today to go through the entire Bible as much as I would like to, so you're just going to have to trust me here. Consistently, All throughout the biblical narrative, the wilderness is a place of uncertainty, of wandering, of frustration, of wrestling, loss, lack, confusion, division, and even death. You're starting to see why this might be a perfect metaphor for a year like 2020. You see, in so many ways, this year has been and continues to be a wilderness, With the frustration of a pandemic and the uncertainty of how to deal with it or or when it will be over, with the division in our country that has been so apparent this year through a season of racial reckoning and an election. And that's not even to go into the specific examples, right? 
the specific examples from individual lives that are experiencing lack or loss or pain, some of which is COVID-related, but for others of you, it has nothing to do with that, and COVID has just heaped on top of it. At some point, for some reason, each and every one of us will find ourselves thrown into the uncertainty and confusion of the wilderness. But at the same time in the Bible, the wilderness is also a place of consistent growth and learning and transformation for God's people. Author and pastor Jeff Mannion wrote a book about the wilderness called The Land Between. And in it, he says this. He says, the habits of the heart that we foster in this space, the wilderness, will determine whether the land between will result in spiritual life or spiritual death. We choose. Another pastor that you may or may not have heard of, Jarrett Stevens, once described wilderness-type seasons by saying, this is where your faith either blows up or grows up. You see, the wilderness... It doesn't just have to be a place of lack or loss or deterioration. It can also be fertile ground for spiritual growth and for transformation. And I want to be clear, that growth that we're talking about, it doesn't necessarily come by just doubling down on our own efforts, right? Or just muscling our way through. But rather, it comes from waking up to and ultimately participating in the work that God is already doing. And that's what we want to do in this series. We want to show you the work that God so often does in these wilderness-type seasons so that you might lean more into that work and ultimately so that you might be transformed by it. So here's what I want to do to start. I want you to rewind in your mind for a second. Rewind back to six months ago. You know, back when we thought we could just wait this whole thing out. Like, we'll just wait till COVID magically disappears. You remember that? I mean, if you were at this church, you remember we even did a series at that time called How to Win at Waiting. And don't get me wrong, it was a great teaching series, specifically the week that I taught. But man, how naive were we, right? I mean, how naive were we to think that we could just wait this out? And you know what? That sounds great. Waiting sounds great if the waiting is only going to last three weeks. But what happens when it's three months or seven months? And by the way, who knows how much longer? You see, I think for most of us, we are past waiting at this point. For most of us, I believe we've made a little transition. We have moved from waiting to wandering. We've gone from waiting for this virus to disappear to wandering, unsure of how we can keep everyone safe and also keep everyone sane at the same time. We've moved from waiting for things to just go back to the way they were to wandering, trying to figure out what this new world or new normal looks like. Some of you have gone from waiting to go back to work to wandering and looking for a new job entirely. From waiting for your kids to go back to school to wandering into the treacherous world of e-learning. Shout out, teachers. We love you. We do. Maybe you've gone from waiting to go back to church to feeling like you're wandering in your faith. 
maybe, maybe you're watching this right now and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I feel like I've just lost direction in my life. I have no sense of purpose anymore. I've lost perspective. I, I just feel like I have no idea where I'm going. And wherever it is, I'm certainly not getting there quickly. I, I just feel like I'm halfway to nowhere. And, and so the question that I want us to wrestle with and hopefully answer today is this. Where is God in this wandering? Where is God at in this wilderness wandering type season that so many of us find ourselves in. So here's what I need. If you have a Bible, wherever you are, open it up to Exodus chapter three, Exodus. That's the second book of the Bible, chapter three. And while you're turning there, I'm actually having my wonderful readers come up here. Wonderful. Everyone. This is Alex. Say hi to Alex. Hi, Alex. Good work. This is Nicole. Everyone say hi to Nicole. I hear you. Great. Wonderful. So today, uh, I have to admit, we're going to get pretty ambitious today because we're not just looking at one biblical passage today. We're actually going to look at two. I know. Hold your horses. I got you. I promise it'll be worth it. So the first one we're going to look at is Exodus chapter three, and I'm going to have Nicole read it here in just a second. But before we get there, a little context as to what is happening in this passage. Here are the facts on the ground for Exodus three. Exodus 3 tells the story of Moses's first encounter with God through the burning bush. Now, you should also know that just one chapter before this, Moses has murdered an Egyptian guard who was harassing a Hebrew slave, causing Moses to have to flee from his high position in Pharaoh's palace and live as a shamed, outcast shepherd in the wilderness. And it is here in the wilderness, that God meets with Moses through the burning bush and God speaks to him, giving Moses a job to do. Here is the voice of God through Nicole, Exodus chapter three. Read the highlighted part for me. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. Okay, so one one of the most famous wilderness stories in the entire Bible is the story of the Israelites, God's chosen people, their journey out of Egypt and toward the promised land. And right here, what we just read, that is the start of that story. Right here, God is telling Moses, he's calling him. He's saying, I am going to use you as the leader who is going to free my people from Egypt and lead them to a new home, a land of their own. Now, obviously, Moses feels pretty inadequate and unqualified for this job, right? We just went over his resume. He does not feel like he is the right person to do this. But what is God's promise to him in verse 12? Again, say it with me. I will be with you. Here's what I want you to notice in Exodus 3. This is the very beginning of Israel's wilderness journey. A journey, by the way, that is going to take them over 40 years and multiple generations to complete. And at the start of the wilderness journey, God's declaration is, I will be with you. Now, keep that in your mind. Fast forward. Our second text today is from the book of Joshua, chapter 1. Now, remember, 
I just told you Israel's wilderness journey took to the promised land, it would end up taking them over 40 years to complete. Well, here in Joshua chapter one, they are nearing the end of that journey. They are on the brink of entering the promised land. Only now they're under a new leader named Joshua. Now, Joshua was Moses's right-hand man, his intern for many years, but Moses has recently died. And so Joshua has taken over and obviously he's struggling with how he's going to fill Moses' shoes and lead the people the rest of the way through the wilderness. But I want you to listen to God's words to Joshua in verse five. Alex, go ahead. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you hear that? You see it, right? We'll review, yes? So at the beginning of the wilderness, God's promise to his people is, I will be with you. And after years and generations and trials and hardships, at the end of the wilderness, God's promise is, I will be with you. In other words, for Israel, the wilderness starts with God's presence and it ends with God's presence. You see it? You with me? You with me? Great. Now here's the really fun part. In Exodus 3, at the burning bush, right after God promises Moses, I will be with you, Moses asked God a question. Moses asked God, what is your name? Now you should know that in the ancient world, to ask for the name of God wasn't to ask what are the letters on God's birth certificate. To ask what is God's name is like asking what is God like? What is his essence? What is his character? And God responds in verse 13. Nicole? Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God says to Moses, I am who I am. I am who I am. That's God's name. I am who I am. Now, the Hebrew phrase, Hebrew was the language that the Old Testament was originally written in. The Hebrew phrase for I am who I am is the phrase, Eya asher eya. Don't worry, that's not going to be on the test. Eya asher eya. And this phrase, it has been translated many different ways into English. But all of those translations, they point to a similar idea or a similar characteristic of God. And that's what I want you to grab onto here. If you look at your Bible, you might have a footnote uh, right there at that verse that translates this phrase, I will be what I will be. Uh, John Mark Comer translates this phrase as, whatever I am, I will be. In other words, whatever God is, he is that consistently. Or you could go with the NPJV, the New Pastor John version, which translates the name of God as all day, every day, baby. Yeah? In essence, here's what this phrase communicates. It communicates that God is consistent. That God is so consistent, in fact, his name is literally consistency. Who God was yesterday, he is the same today. Whatever God did today, he's going to do that tomorrow. So again, follow me here. We're going to need a wide shot for this one. If the God whose name is consistency 
was with me here at the start of the wilderness. And the God whose name is consistency was with me here at the end of the wilderness. Then it would only make sense that the God whose literal name is consistency was also with me here. And he was with me here. And he was with me here. And when we were running away from Pharaoh and we were crossing the Red Sea, he was with me. Well, what about when we ran out of food? He was with me. What about when we ran out of water? He was with me. Well, what about when we were unfaithful and we even broke his commandments? Well, my name might not be consistency, but my God's name is he was with me even then. Every step through the wilderness for 40 years, God was with them. Now, I'm not done. One more thing. Because the God whose name is consistency, thousands of years later came down to this earth. And this is not a Christmas sermon, but Aaron and I have had our house decorated since October. Don't come at me on that. When Jesus came to this earth, do you know what they called him? They called him Emmanuel, didn't they, Alex? And what does Emmanuel mean? Say it with me, both of you. God with us. That means that the same God who was with Israel in the wilderness through a relationship, a transforming relationship with Jesus, the same God who was with Israel in the wilderness for their long 40 year journey, that same God is with you in your wandering. You see, the the cry of the people of God, the, the very mantra of a follower of Jesus, especially in the wilderness, is this I'm wandering but he's with me. Yes? I'm lost and I have no idea where I'm going, but he loves me and he's leading me. As a follower of Jesus, I do not deny the difficult reality of my circumstances, but I also know that I am not alone in those circumstances. He is with me. You might be thinking, I've lost my job. I've been looking for work for months, John, and every time I get close, it doesn't happen. And right now, I feel like I have no idea what the next step in my career is going to be. But he's with you. My family and I, we have lost all of our natural rhythms. My kids are depressed. They miss their friends. They want to leave the house. I don't know how much longer we can do this. But he's with me. John, I had all these plans for the next season of my life. I was ready to go, and then COVID happened. And I was okay with putting off those plans for a few weeks, maybe even a few months. But now I'm not even sure if they're going to happen at all. And I just feel like I have no idea now where my life is even supposed to be going. But he's with me. I thought I'd be healed by now. I thought the pain would be gone. I thought I would have the depression under control but he's with me. The division in our country gives me crippling anxiety every day, but he's with me. I don't even know what it means to be a part of a church anymore, but he's with you. This past year, the wilderness started for me a few months before COVID shut down the world. Less than two weeks into the new decade, on January 10th, 
my mom called me to tell me that my dad had moved out. And after 31 years of marriage, they were getting a divorce. And my sister and I, we were completely blindsided by this. We, we had no idea that they were even struggling. But with one phone call, I was thrown into the wilderness of separation and divorce and a broken family and all of the confusion and the trauma and the wandering that goes with it. Then a month later, on February 2nd, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Aaron and I, we, we were driving home from church back when we used to come to church. And we got another phone call. And this time it was news that one of our best and closest friends had taken his own life, 33 years old. And again, with one phone call, we were just thrust into this wilderness of grief and of guilt and of wandering with questions like why and, and is there anything that we could have done? And then the very next Sunday, Aaron and I came to church. And really, I should say we limped into church. Trust me, a big part of me did not really want to be here. But I needed to be here. And during the opening worship set, Fabi and Alex, I remember it. They sang the song, The Goodness of God. And if I'm totally honest with you, I could barely sing the words that Sunday. I sat near the back row and I struggled to believe it in that moment. But the second verse of that song, it stuck out to me in a new way that day. And it goes like this. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You were close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God I heard those words I've known you as a father Known you as a friend and I felt through those lyrics, the Holy Spirit say to me in that moment, John, I know you're wandering. You may be losing friends, but I'm a friend you'll never lose. John, your earthly parents and your earthly father, they're not perfect. But I am a father who will never let you down. And John, it doesn't mean that all of that stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that this wilderness isn't going to be hard, but I am with you. Listen to me, Soul City. This year, I feel like I have lost my family as I know it. And I have no idea what our relationships are going to look like moving forward. We're in the wilderness. But he's with me. I lost someone close to me. And it was so sudden. And Aaron and I, we have never, ever walked through grief like this. But he's with us. And something Pastor Jeannie says all the time is that the zip code of God is always this now moment.
And so I want you to hear this today. If perhaps you're watching this, and this isn't really resonating that much with you, because right now you're kind of on the mountaintop, and 2020 has actually been a really good year for you, maybe a year of growth and rest and renewal, I want you to know that is okay. You don't have to feel bad about that. That is great. If that's where you are right now, God is there with you. But also, if you're watching this and you are resonating with it because you're wandering, if you're confused, or you're grieving, or you're lost, if you feel like you're halfway to nowhere, if you are in the wilderness, know that that is exactly where God is too. Know that today, as he was yesterday, and as he will be tomorrow, know that the God whose name is consistency, he is with you. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you are a God of consistency. That even when we are inconsistent, even when others in our lives are inconsistent, even when our circumstances, especially this year, are anything but consistent, you are. You show up. You are with us day in and day out. God, thank you that you are not a God who sits above our difficulties, but you are a God who enters into our difficulties. In fact, you're a God who enters into them so deeply that you put on flesh, you became a human, and you bore our difficulties for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that because of your sacrifice, we are not caught in an endless wilderness, but there is a hope of a promised land. There is hope. There is always hope. God, I pray that you would speak your hope into the people of Soul City today. I pray that they would experience and encounter your presence today and this week and moving forward like they never have before. God, we are wandering, but we cling to the promise that you are with us. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen.